Well, praise God. Are you glad to be in church? I'm glad you showed up today. I'm glad to see your faces. Yeah, give the Lord a hand clap there. Just be, make a little noise. I like to have a noisy church. There's no sense having a quiet church. You know, um, I, I always, always kind of laugh at when you start talking about, you know, Pen, is this Pentecost Sunday? And, and I'm sure y'all were expecting me to preach a direct Pentecost Sunday message, but I, I'm, I'm really off. Um, I got something else. I'm headed down the road. But you got to understand something. Day of Pentecost was the birth of the church, right? It was the birth of the church. Uh, up until then, the disciples had been in the upper room. They'd been going around. You know, they had some meetings with Jesus and whatever. But, the, but Acts chapter 3, the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3, right there, Acts chapter 4, right there, it's the birth of the church, right? Who you're supposed to be today. And what Tracy's word was so good because it says those that are that are planted in the house of the Lord. Listen to me, folks. I believe with all of my heart, you better be planted in a church in these days. I believe that we've entered the, 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 the last days. I'm not saying the tribulation started or anything like that. I don't know about all that kind of stuff, but I didn't say it. We are in some hard days. Like I preached last week, we're in at least a 40 year cycle. We're going to see the same things that happened in the mid 80s and the early 80s turn all over and happen again because we're, we're, we're doing it. We're repeating the same mistakes. Just like when you read in the Old Testament, Israel kept repeating the same mistakes. And so I don't know how long it'll take us to learn, but I know that the only thing that's going to get you through it is your, your relationship with Jesus. Come on now. Your relationship with Jesus and a body of believers together. That's what we got to have. We got to have each other in these days. We got to be that like the early church was where we can talk and share information and, and pray for one another and, you know, be a part of one another's life and speaking over one another and praying for one another. And when somebody's on your heart, then you better be praying for them because God put them on your heart for a reason. You may not know what to pray, but that day must may God bless so-and-so, whatever they're going on. I don't know. They're on my heart. Bless them. That's the connection. That's what's going on. Amen. And so. Also, what happened with the birth of the church is that God began to indwell his believers in the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay? In other words, that church service got kind of radical. If you go back and you read it, it just got radical. The Holy Spirit falls on the church, and the next thing you know, everybody's speaking in tongues, giving glory to God. There's a whole uproar. There's a big ruckus going on. I don't believe, I believe the traditional standard church that we have always grown up in where everybody comes to the uh, church and, you know, here's the church and here's the steeple, open the doors and see all the people, you know, uh, where you just go and you're just sitting as a spectator and, you know, whatever, you know, those days are over with, folks. We got to be the church, Hallelujah. right? And you're not going to be the church unless you're empowered by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that, what do you mean? What does it mean to be the church? That means when you go over to somebody's house and you see them in trouble, you bless them, help them, pray for them, and get them out of it. End of story. It's going to have to be some great big spiritual experience. You don't have to have a vision and a dream in the middle of the night. All you got to do is be a person who's empowered by the Spirit that'll stop and grab somebody's hand and pray for them. Right? That is the church. And that's who God's calling us to be. So I'm going off on a kind of a, a, a different train right here. I want you to look at Ephesians. Get your Bibles out. And go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17. Ephesians 5, 17. Now, what I'm going to preach, uh, if, you're, if you're given to offense, you're going to probably get offended this morning. Um, 
But I hope by the end of the message, you, you, you don't you, you can see what I'm talking about, because I want to be honest with you. all I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to step on anybody. Listen, man, I could live my life out sitting on my porch and 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 just go on to heaven. I, I'm not I don't have any reason to hurt or step on people. I'm not trying to be a good gosh. I wouldn't be here if I was. I'd be finding me a big church somewhere where I could, you know, put on a dog and pony show or something. I'm, I'm, I'm out here because I believe God assigned me to this area. I believe we're like-minded. Now, you have to understand something about me. I'm a little different. Last week when I was talking to, visiting with a person after message, after the sermon, and, and uh, uh, they said to me, uh, in a good way, it wasn't negative, it was a good way. They said, yeah, you know, you, we love to listen to you preach, love to hear your word, love the way that you tie stories in, but you know, your stories, sometimes they don't relate except to, you know, right here. <laughs> you kind of like got to be a country boy to those stories to relate. <laughs> and, uh, and I thought, you know, I thought about it later. And I said, you know, that's true because I, I'm a weird duck. All right. I grew up on a ranch. I grew up 20 miles away from town. I grew up that the closest other male uh, friend that I could possibly had, I literally had to fire up an old Jeep drive at least 10 to 15 miles over the mountains to go to his house. That was the only other male child around me where I grew up. So I grew up most of the time by myself. I grew up uh, helping my father. I grew up working. I grew up by the time I was 10 years old, plowing and all day long on a tractor. I grew up helping my father. Uh, my father was a, was a man who worked hard, but he liked to play hard. And he always had a hobby. And, and one of his hobbies was a gunsmith. And he built rifle stocks and beautiful, beautiful guns. And he didn't sell them. He just built them because he wanted to build them. And I grew up just in the shop building guns with him and reloading shells. I was the guy that we had a old shop. It, listen, don't get, don't get in your mind that like we were big, some big fans. Just out there in the garage tore up and, you know, kind of boards up around and he had fixed up and had a little sliding window and we he'd load shells and I'd shoot. We'd get develop loads for rifle. I grew up like this. I didn't know any other way, you know. Grew up just out on the ranch. Every day we got up, we worked. We went, you know, did that. And I never even visited another person until like on my own, until I got to be like 16, had my own driver's license. And there was only, there was one other young man that lived out there, but I had to have a driver's license to get to his house. He was about 20 miles away. And so that was it. That's how I grew up. All right. So if I, if my stories are a little odd, a little strange, you know, uh, just realize that, well, you know, he was just kind of raised kind of strange, you know? So anyway, Ephesians 5.17 says, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And this scripture hit me and the Lord began to deal with you talking about being unwise. All right. Unwise. And so I looked it up. I wanted to look up and see what does that word unwise really mean? And so it means without reason. Senseless. Foolish, stupid. It's what it says. I'm telling you, I'm reading that out of the Greek dictionary here. Stupid, without reflection or intelligence, acting rashly. That's what that word means, unwise. It really means to be foolish. All right? Stupid, senseless, without reflection. Okay? That's what the word means, to be unwise. Now, I want to tell you all something this morning. Y'all are not unwise because the Bible says that according to 1 John 2 and 20, that you have been anointed by the Holy One and you know all things. God, by the power of his Holy Spirit, 
starting on that day of Pentecost, came down and filled his believers with the spirit of the living God. The wisdom that was always from the foundations of the beginning of everything you were filled with. It's in you. It resides in you. Listen, you are mighty men and women of God. I told you this last week. I told you this Wednesday night. You are mighty women and men of God. You have the power of the living God, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ on the inside of you. It's in you. If Jesus is your Lord and Savior, if you've confessed him and said, Jesus, I want you to come and live in my life, the spirit of God has come and lived and dwelt on the inside of you, and there's power in you. Amen. You're overcomers. You're more than conquerors. I know I've told this story, but I'll tell it again. You know, you want to know what the difference between an overcomer and a, con- and, and, and a more than a conqueror is, okay, is the fighter. Fighter goes into a ring. He boxes and fights and he gets beat and beats and comes out and he's all bruised up. But at the end of it, he wins and they hand him the check and he goes home and his wife is there and he hands it to her. Okay, that's the difference between just being a conqueror and more than a conqueror. All right. So that's what's on the inside of you. God didn't give you. The Bible says he didn't give you a spirit of fear. He gave you a spirit of power. Everybody say power. Power, love, and a sound mind. That's what he gave you. So then how can we walk around and be so foolish? How can a Christian walk around and be so foolish? Think about this. How can that happen? How can a Christian allow themselves to be offended? How can a Christian go and allow themselves to get into shame or guilt or whatever? When there's supposed to be power on the inside of us, how can a Christian get into fear? I'm preaching good. Y'all are being real quiet. Come on. I'm just saying it doesn't fit. You read the Bible. Christians are powerful, overcomers, conquerors, full of the spirit, having visions, signs, wonders, miracles. And then you stop and you back up and you look at the Christian church as a whole. And I'm not picking on y'all here this morning. I'm just saying the church as a whole. People who profess to be Christians and they're just freaking out. There's no power. There's no nothing. There's no nothing in the churches. Nobody's standing for righteousness. Nobody's standing for truth. Nothing's going on. Everybody's just kind of being washed away in the flood of stupidity. Okay? So. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be foolish. Now, this is where some of our our toes are going to get stepped on today. Because there is times in my life I have become foolish, unwise. I've allowed fear to come into my life. I've allowed myself to start wondering, oh, gosh, what's going on? What's going to happen? And became to be anxious and begin to be, I don't want to say the word, but fearful. Now, this is what I want to help you on today. And some of you are going to agree with me. Some of you are not. But you just have to deal with it. How does this happen? How does this happen? Is where I'm going to get to today. How do we allow ourselves, who are supposedly spirit-filled, power-filled Christians, to end up in this place? Offended. Fearful. Living a life of guilt and shame. Okay? Now, I'm going to tell you that at the end of this message. But before I get into that, I want to show you some things. I want to show you some attributes of a fool. Matter of fact, the title of this message is Useful Fools. Let me show you some attributes of a fool. These are all out of Proverbs. Proverbs 14.9, Attributes of a Fool. 
says Proverbs 14, 9 says, fools mock at sin, but among the upright there is favor. The first thing you need to understand about a person who's foolish or a person who is a fool, they mock at sin. In other words, they don't want to say, because you see, a fool wants to do what a fool wants to do. And therefore, if it's what he wants to do, but it's sin, it don't make any difference. He's going to mock at anybody that says, no, that's sin. Look, there's something strange going on in the world. Now, I'm bringing this to your attention because I just want you to understand some of the, I mean, we've been through all kinds of craziness. And uh, I don't know if y'all have been watching the reports or seeing anything, but now there's all kinds of reports coming out. There's all kinds of stuff coming out talking about how wrong everything was, had been done and uh, and it's starting to just eke out a little bit at a time, you know, not enough to everybody jump up and say, we told you, you know, but uh, a little bit of stuff coming out. But uh, fools want to do what fools want to do. Okay. So let me just go on. I want to get off track. I'm sorry. Felt the Holy Ghost say, don't even go down there. <laughs> Proverbs 10, 18. Proverbs 10, 18 is the next thing. It says, whoever hides hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. So fools spread slanderous things. They know they're not true. They know they're not true, but they spread them anyway. That's what a fool does. I'm just reading all the Bible. Solomon said this, not me. Okay? Fools spread slander. The next one. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. Fools always believe they're right. Won't listen to any other reason. Won't listen to any other sound wisdom. Okay? Oh, my gosh. Next one. I keep wanting to jump out there and jump on my soapbox, and I keep feeling the Holy Ghost pull my reins back, and I... <laughs> Proverbs 12, 15. No, excuse me, I just did that one. Proverbs 12, 16. A fool's wrath is known at once, but a prudent man covers his shame. Fools are angry people. Okay? Proverbs 15, 2. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fool pours forth foolishness. Fools speak foolishness. Proverbs 18, 2. A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. Fools don't want to understand. Now, see, right now it's like there's people out there, if you're watching this or, you know, you may be saying, I don't know, Pastor, this is kind of harsh. You're calling people like that fools. I'm not. The Bible is. I'm simply using it and preaching it. Okay. Do y'all understand that? I am just in agreement I am just saying today, amen to the word of God. Amen. All right. Well, that's not very loving to call, you know, you're calling people fools or whatever. Well, somebody's going to talk to people. And my job this morning is I feel like I'm supposed to tell you all this morning how not to become a fool. And I want to tell you and I want to show you how fools become fools. Proverbs 29, 11. Proverbs 29, 11. Here you go. Fools vent all feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Listen, do y'all realize that if you're reading this, I just, I just, it just hit me. I am not changing the words. I'm reading it. That is Proverbs 29, 11. That's from the Bible. It says, fool, 
a fool vents all his feelings. I'm not changing the words. So they had fools back then. How else would they know about fools? Right? Fools have been around forever. This is not something new going on in the world today. Foolishness just didn't arrive in the 20th century. Are y'all with me? Because Solomon's writing about fools way back then. Fools have been around forever. Fools vent all their feelings, but a wise man holds them back. So fools are moved by emotion. Not reason, not understanding, not soundness. That's what they're moved by. Okay? The last one here on fools. Proverb, I mean, Psalms. I went to Psalms this one for the last one. Psalms 14.1. Psalms 14.1. The fool has said his heart, there is no God. So fools are atheists. They denounce God. Again, I'm just reading the Bible. Just reading the Bible. Now, let me give you the opposite of a fool is the called the wise. Proverbs 1. Proverbs 1.1. 1, 1. Let's see what the Bible says about wise people. Proverbs 1.1, 1, 1, the proverb of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A, a wise man will hear and increase learning. A man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their, their riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fool despise wisdom and instruction. So the wise man, the very first thing a wise man is that he has a fear, a reverence, an awe of Almighty God. Right? Let me give you another scripture. Jeremiah 9, 23. Now, this is all going to make sense in just a minute. Just let me get through preaching, shocking everybody, the shock and awe message. Proverbs 9, 23. Thus says the Lord. This is the prophet Jeremiah speaking. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, nor let the mighty man glory in his might, nor let the rich man glory in his riches, but let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me. That I am the Lord exercising loving kindness. Look what he does. Exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. And in these I delight, says the Lord. This is what God says he is. He says the smart man, the wise man, he's going to know him. He's going to understand and know me. And he knows me because I am the Lord who, what does he do? Exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness. I've told you all this time and time again. The reason why I love to serve the Lord, the reason why I love to serve Jesus is because I love serving a righteous God. When I get to heaven and I stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and if I did something wrong, I guarantee you I did something wrong. Hello? I, I, I totally accept it. Jesus is saying it to me. I totally accept his, his criticism. I don't want the criticism of an unjust judge on earth, but I'll take the righteous Savior. If I blew it, I blew it. I can sit there right before him with all peace in my heart and say, okay, then Lord, judge me because I trust you. 
That's what's cool to me about serving God. He's right. No matter how much this world wants to make him wrong. But if y'all remember, something's happened. Because it starts all the way back in the garden. And who came into the garden and deceived Adam and Eve? The devil, right? Came into the garden. Right off the bat, you have God walking in the garden. You see this beautiful picture. God, he's walking in the garden. He's calling out. He's talking to them. Oh, man, it's great. It's glorious there in the garden. It's just growing. Woo! Everything's good. Presence of God comes in there every evening. They're having a great time. So they're, they're fulfilling Jeremiah 9.23, right? So they're knowing God and knowing who he is. Love to be with God. Then the old devil comes in, and he starts lying to him, whispering to him, talking to him, telling them things going on. Now hear me. Nothing has changed. A useful fool is only a person that the devil has got a voice into their life to get them into a direction he wants them to go. The direction is always going to be away from God and to destroy as much as possibly can. But he's got a voice into them. He can speak to them and they say, oh, yes. Now, I'm gonna, this is really rough. I'm sorry. But I, 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 in a way, I love it, but I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to get your eyes to open up. Every time, if you realize this, every time that you got in fear, hear me. Every time you got in fear, if you would have just said, oh, I'm listening to the voice of Satan, you would have stopped it. But you've become a, he's trying to get you to be a useful fool so that he has a voice to you that he can speak to you and you can hear his voice and you will do his commands. Now it may be you ought to be mad at so-and-so. I mean, I can't believe you see what they say. You ought to be getting mad at them. And you're talking about getting offended, not the president of a country trying to run us into ruin. And I'm jumping up and down and others are jumping up and down saying, what are you doing? Holy cow, what are you doing? You can't do that. You're feeding our enemies. Don't do that. And he does it. And I'm like, how? And the, and the Lord said to me, he's just a useful fool. Now, I understand what the definition of fool is. I'm not being critical of, of, the, of the man. I'm just saying it's foolish. A foolish person does that. Don't get me wrong in this message. Don't say I'm being I'm not talking about the person. I'm talking about the actions and what the fool, what the Bible says a fool is. Are you all following me? Because some of y'all are really liking it. They say, yeah, fool. I knew he's a fool. He a fool. You know, and I see you're really wanting to get off on this and like, you know, like it's your new word and everything. But don't do that. I'm just saying you got to understand what a fool is. A, a fool is somebody that doesn't listen to God, doesn't listen to the reason of God and goes off listening to the voice of the devil. You can't say whether well, demon possessed because they're not demon possessed. They're just a useful fool that's listening to the devil. Who was the useful fool that came up and said, hey, let's go see if we can't kill babies. Let's push it. Let's take it all the way to full term and we'll kill them then. I mean, and, and then here's the foolishness. Fools don't want to listen to reason. I mean, and, 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 and people are all behind uh, all of that. But if you go study and you go look and you go follow them, all of that was started way back, way back in the early 1900s. All of that was started. And it was started for population control to control minorities. And it was started by women. I mean, just go look it up. It's the truth. There's no, there's no, but they just like blinded to it. No, that's not right. It's women's rights. My body, I get to do what I want to do with it. 
And I'm like, you're a fool. You won't listen. You won't open your eyes. You're, you're following in what a fool is. Why? Because the devil got a voice to whisper in their ear and they're listening to it. But don't criticize them because we've listened to the devil too. Amen. Tracy just heard this morning. Isn't it funny? Oh, golly, this is good. Isn't it funny that somebody could say, oh, what do you mean she heard from God? She heard a word from God. Oh, she's got to give because she's listening from God. She heard God. God said something to her. She did. Oh, but you can listen to the devil all day long and that doesn't mean anything. Oh, you, you're, you've really trained your ear to the voice of the devil and that, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, come on. If I, at least I said, I, listen, I heard God. It was a good word. There was nothing that she said in the word that didn't come out of the word. It lined up 100% with the word. Now, if she would have got up here and said, yeah, they said, I heard the Lord say that, you know, in three days, you know, there's going to be a typhoon come through Utopia. I'd say, Trey, sit down. I mean, come on. <laughs> you off on your meds or something, man. Ain't something ain't right. Something ain't clicking right. Took too many vitamins. Got too much something zipping through your head, man. You're a little goofy there. Don't be doing that. Sit down. But everything she said was absolutely the truth. It lines totally up 100% with the word of the Lord. Are y'all with me? You can't be wrong on that. You can't be wrong prophesying to somebody say, I just know, I just feel like the Lord told me to come tell you that he loves you. Oh, you heard from heaven. You're not a fool because you heard from heaven and you went and told somebody that God loves. Them. Well, come on. John 3, 16 says that. So you're not, you're not technically calling yourself, should call yourself a high prophet by going and telling somebody that God loves them, right? You shouldn't say, I have the gift of prophecy. I am a prophet called of God. Now you're just getting goofy, all right? But folks, listen to me. People are listening to the voice of the devil because that's how they come up with that. And they're doing it because they become useful fools. Useful fools. And we people are sitting around like a bunch of stupid sheep. Letting, letting things go on, and we're all just sitting here like chewing grass. Like we don't have any sense. And all this is happening around us. And I'm pretty, I, I mean, I, I don't know what's wrong with all the people in Washington. I mean, you know, I don't know what's wrong with our senators and the few that are left. I don't know why anybody, I mean, but folks, I'm telling you, it's really bad. But then on the, on the, on the, on the same turn, states are starting to rise up. And states are rising up and all of a sudden going across the state. It's the end thing to stop abortion. And I'm like, I'm sitting back saying like, what? What? They did what? That state just did what? Why? Why did y'all getting stirred up about that? I agree with it 100%, but I'm just shocked that some of them are doing it. There's still some people clinging saying, no, put the mask on. And now everybody's come out and said, don't need to wear a mask. But they're still clinging to this. And I'm like, useful fools. Right? Again, don't get ugly. Don't think I'm being ugly. I'm not calling them fools. I'm biblical fools. Maybe I should useful biblical fools. Does that sound better? Like, you know, y'all need to thank my wife because this is not the title of the message. <laughs> I changed the message. I spent most of yesterday trying to come up with better words because I had another one. But she said, Robert, you can't say that you're going to damage the children. OK. Let me give you an example of this. OK, let me give you an example of this. Look in your Bibles over in uh, the book of Matthew, chapter 16. 
Just let me tell you, verse 23. Okay, so you got Jesus in, in chapter 16, Matthew 16. You got Jesus and he's talking to Peter and he's telling him, you know, because Peter got the revelation. He says, no, you're the son of the living God. And he said, well, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. Okay, so there's a voice from heaven coming to us because it came to Peter. And he said, listen, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, but my father in heaven revealed that to you. Now, Peter, upon that rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. I doubt Jesus said it like that, but I just like to. <clears throat> and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And Peter's like, yeah. Looking over at the other disciples, like, yeah, yeah I'm number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gate to hell. You're going to burger from me. And then Jesus says, oh, by the way, I'm going to go and be crucified and killed. But don't worry, on the third day I'll rise again. And verse 23 happens. Peter said, what are you talking about, Lord? Can't happen. That can't be. And he says, verse 23, but he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Do you see that he... At one moment, Jesus was calling Peter the rock of the church. And the next moment he was saying, get behind me, Satan. That is like a huge transition, right? That is like going from the top, you're the lead apostle, going to be the church, to the bottom, you are the voice of Satan. And Peter's sitting there saying, I don't understand. He's just batting his eyes. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't understand. What, what do you mean? Well, what? What? Because in his reasoning, listen, in his reasoning, he said, how could you go die? You can't go die. You're going to go be the ruler. You're going to go set up your kingdom. Now's the time to set up the kingdom and do all this. You're the ruler. And Satan stepped up and whispered in Peter's ear, and he heard it. You see, as human beings, you have the ability to hear the voice of God, but you also have the, vo the ability to hear the voice of the devil. Now, you may not get be a person who is being spoken to by Beelzebub himself, Lucifer, Lord of the Flies. You may have a little lesser imp that would be speaking to you. Because I'm pretty sure he's in Washington busy. <laughs> Doesn't have enough time to come all the way out of the country and deal with us, okay? But anyway... You have the ability to hear either way. I remember Dwayne Hillis preached this years ago. If we just get our doctrine right, God's good, devil's bad. End of story. Well, Peter here is kind of hung in the middle because he was thinking he was doing good, but he didn't realize he heard the voice of the devil. He heard the voice of God. You're Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, where'd it go? You heard heaven. And then many turns around and says, you can't do that, Lord. You can't go to die. He says, get behind me, Satan. He heard the voice of the devil. So what I'm asking you this morning as good, godly, Holy Ghost Christians on the day of Pentecost, what a voice are you listening to? How about Judas? We all look at Judas as he's such a bad person. I mean, he was. He denied the Lord, hung himself. But what I'm saying to you, he was just like anybody else. He got to listening to the voice of the devil. The the scriptures tell us, you can go read it in John 13. I don't want to read it, but just you can go look at it. John 13, it, it tells us that the whole event about Jesus was that he was really a thief. He was stealing, right? So he 
gave way to the voice of the devil. He gave way to the voice of the devil. And as he gave way to the voice of the devil, it led to the fact that he literally denied Christ. But then what happened? He had remorse. So then he heard the Holy Ghost say, oh, you blew it. And he's like, oh, what have I done? He threw the 30 pieces of silver down, but then what? Went out and hung himself. Now, how did the Pharisees feel about this? How did they feel about poor Judas? I'm pretty sure they cared less. They picked their money back up and said, Dad, gum, this money's tainted with bad blood. We can't use this. Let's go buy potter's fill. The devil has a a purpose in life. He wants to get you out of sorts. He wants you to get to listening to him. He wants you to mess up your life and he wants to destroy you and keep you away from God. That's his, that's his job. That's his plan. He doesn't care how he does it. He doesn't care if he, if, if he can get you to become an alcoholic and then, you know, go, go run off through your family and whatever like that, or if it's that, or if it's you're a thief, or if it's just you're angry, or if it's just that you're bitter, or if it's just you're inferior, have an inferiority complex, you're just kind of scared and timid, you don't do anything. He doesn't care how he keeps you away from people right? And church and fellowship and hearing the voice of God, whatever he can do, if it's offense, if it's defense, if it's whatever kind of offense, he doesn't care. He just wants to keep you away from God. Are y'all with me? Every day, every one of you, you're subject to it. I'm subject to it. But today, after today's message, I want you to start to recognize what's going on. And declare that you are not going to be a tool of the enemy, that you are not going to be a useful fool, that you're going to hear the voice of God, destroy the works of the enemy and be an overcomer and more than a conqueror. Come on. Situation looks bad. You can you you, you got you're listening to it. You can say, oh, oh, gosh, look and fall into fear. Or you can do what the word of God says. Trust that the Lord is with you. Never leave you, never forsake you. So God's with you. Man, if God's with me, I really can't, I don't know what's going to go on, but God's with me. Now, I, I get tired and I get irritated. Like, like right now, I've, I'm really struggling to get over the fact that we're headed right back down the same road that has never been productive, that is not any good, that we're looking at fuel prices going up, every price is going up, we can't get materials, we've got this frustration, and I get frustrated and angry. And so then I direct my frustration and anger towards Washington because we were headed down a really good path and then we just took a hard left, okay? And then I get irritated with people who are sitting around saying, oh, yay, yay, yay. Get really irritated with them because they're useful fools. They're just being the voice of the hearing, the voice of the devil. They're just excited about it and they're just jumping up and down saying, oh, yeah, right? I'm tired of hearing about riots and stuff. I'm tired of hearing about defund the police. I'm tired of hearing about all this stuff that everybody wants. Yeah, sure, defund the police. There's a part of me that wants to say, man, just cut them all out. Just say no cops anywhere. Let's see how you like that, buddy. You want it? You can have it. All right? It's just stupidity. Ignorance gone to seed. Useful fools have become tools of the enemy. All right? But that's what the devil wants. You have to understand, that is what the devil wants. That's what he wants to do. Now listen to me, there is no middle ground. As this war intensifies, as things continue to rise and go on, it, 
There's no middle ground. There's no fence sitting. You're either going to be on God's side or you're going to be on the devil's side. You're either going to be listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you or you're going to be listening to the voice of the devil. One way or the other. There's no, there's no way out. First Timothy 4.1 says, now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some are going to depart from the faith. There's going to be people that are going to leave the faith because it's going to be too hard for them to serve. All right? Now, <clears throat> I'm not going to shed a tear. Just listen to me. This is, you miss, oh, my God, Pastor, you gone over, to Laura, over there rubbing Laura's neck saying, poor thing, I had to live with this guy. But I want to tell you something. I already know what's going to happen. That's what the Word says. I know what's going to happen. Because if I sit around and cry for them, then we're going to lose some others. And I'm like, if you're so foolish to go off and do that, mm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but we got to go on because I'm not going to give up. I'm going to fortify our borders. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to sure up our our battering uh, uh, batteries and uh, of of walls and fortifications here of our own by the spirit that we're going to we're going to overcome. We're going to conquer. and We're going to make it through. Hello. And if somebody wants to say, well, I don't know, I guess, you know. I don't guess the Bible is true and we can just do whatever we want to in church. And if you want to go over there and be that stupid, well, then you're a fool. Okay? You're just a fool. You're a biblical fool. I've already read what biblical fools do. You're a biblical fool. It won't bother me a bit to look and say, you're a fool. Okay? It says they're going to give heed to, the reason why they're leaving, the reason why they do this, they're going to give heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Folks, deceiving spirits are all over the face of the earth today. Okay. So let me just explain something to you that you may not know. I, I, I actually use this in a message and then uh, way back. Um, and then you can just go look it up. But when President Trump was in office, he helped Israel, building Israel, because Israel's found this huge natural gas field in their waters. And so they were working to put a pipeline into Europe. And then, then Israel was going to be very extremely blessed. And the Russians were trying to do one through Syria, through war, through everything they've done, running a pipeline over there, going into Germany. President Trump stopped it. Actually, Ted Cruz uh, found out about it, brought it to President Trump's attention. They stopped the pipeline. The pipeline was ended. The Russians lost. Israel won. So President Biden just because President Trump, who probably doesn't have any idea what's going on, but he just because President Trump was for that, he turned it and completely reversed it. Said they can build a pipeline over there. Hmm. Can't build a pipeline here in the States, but you can build a pipeline over there. Cut Israel off, put them out there. What happens? War in the Middle East. My point is, folks, when you listen to the voice of the devil, you're going to do things by his rule, by his hand, whether you realize it or not, you're listening to that voice. That voice is going to take you into it. It's going to get you in trouble. I can see what's happening in the world. The doctrines of demons and deceiving spirits are moving around in the hearts of people. And it's moving in them. And you say, why are they doing this? Because they're listening to devils. I'm not talking some ugly advisor. I'm talking about devils. Deceiving spirits and doctrines of devils. The same Group that Peter listened to that Jesus turned around and said, get behind me, Satan. The same group that Judas listened to that denied Christ. We need to, as Christians, be so aware. What voice are we listening to? 
Are you listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you saying, you know, it's going to be okay. We're going to overcome. We're going to be more than conquerors. God's with you. He's going to take you out through this. Or are we listening to the voice of the devil talking to you every day saying, you know, you're not going to make it. You're going to wither and die. You better go do the Oh, gosh, you're going to die. You're going down. You ain't going to make it. You know, who are you? You can't, you know, it's all going to be terrible. We're going to come get you. All you off to concentration camp. Are you all following what I'm saying? But see, when we get discouraged, we just think, oh, you know, I just, just, you know, I'm just moody. No, you're listening to a devil. I mean, I'm just telling you straight today, folks. I'm laying it on thick. You're just listening to a devil. When I get discouraged, I have to stop myself. What, what are you doing? Shut up! But I, I, I got to tell you this, and, and again, oh, whatever. Y'all just launch out all the letters to me, whatever. Like, okay, like, like some people may think this is not right, but like, like I have cats around my house, okay? But they're all wild cats, feral cats. I keep enough food out to keep cats around so that they'll eat mice. I ain't got no mice on my place. I ain't got no mice to eat nothing. Of course, I don't have no lizards and probably don't have very many birds either, but it don't make no difference to me. I don't care about watching birds. I hate mice. They eat up everything. I don't want mice. I got no use to they were getting in our cars. They were getting everything. Now I got a herd of cats. Okay. I can't touch one of them. I can't pet them. I look at them. I can view them. They walk around. But when I walk outside, you know what happens? They run. Okay. I like it like that. I did that the other day and the Lord said, this is, the, this is what you need to go. This is the, this is the the uh, uh, what you need to strive into in life that every time you step out of the door, you know, every devil's run just like that. And I thought to myself, I wonder how many Christians wake up in the morning, step out of the house with enough power to run off every devil. Or if they just are all sitting around, laying around outside, chewing on a piece of grass. And then you finally walk out and say, oh, OK, guys, time to get to work. And they just all come huddle around you and start speaking to you that day. I mean, they got lawn chairs set up in your yard waiting for you. Just waiting for you to get up. Sometimes they can't wait long enough so they have to come in the house and torment your sleep. They gave up on that on me a long time ago. They said, man, we can't wake that boy up. <laughs> Are y'all listening to me this morning? Because I do not want to be, we're in the latter times, I guarantee you, and I guarantee you that they're departing from the faith because they're giving heed to the seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And if Peter standing right there by Jesus could be so quickly deceived, what chance do you have? What chance do I have? Oh, but he gave us his word. He told us. He showed us. He speaks to us about this. Let me go. Come on. I'm not through yet. Go down to Romans chapter 8, verse 1, one of the greatest chapters in the Bible. I want to finish up here. Paul already knew this was going to happen. He's trying to teach all the churches, trying to tell everybody in the churches at Rome and everybody that read the letters from there what was going on. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. He says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The day of Pentecost came, the Holy Spirit fell. The power of God came within the believers to set you free from the law of sin and death. In other words, Colossians 1.13 says you've been translated from the kingdom of darkness, taken over to the kingdom of your son. Now you get a choice whether you listen to a devil or not. 
Do you hear me? You get a choice. It's your choice to listen to fear. It's your choice to listen to guilt. It's your choice to listen to shame. You can always go and repent, ask the blood of Jesus to wash over you, and the Holy Ghost to set you free. It's at your disposal. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. All, all walking in the flesh or walking the spirit simply is this. Are you going to listen to God or are you going to listen to the devil? I'm putting it that simple. I mean, it can get a little more complicated than that. But that's the bottom line. Are you going to listen to God or are you going to listen to the devil? Are you going to believe that God says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths? Or are you going to sit there and say, oh God, I don't know what's going to happen. Ah. What's your choice? Who are you going to listen to? So can I just, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to poke it a little more. So then why don't we just quit saying walking in the flesh or walking in the spirit? Why don't we just quit, why don't we just start saying, are you going to listen to the devil or listen to God? And Christians should listen to God. And how do we listen to God? We know what his word says. And then we speak it out of our mouth. So you wake up in the morning and you wake up and you say, I thank you, Lord, today that my body functions to total perfection, that you created to function. My body is an amazing specimen. Everything works, functions right. My blood flows. Cancer can't live in my body. I'm a child of God, born again, washed from God. Matter of fact, you sit over here in Romans 8, Lord God, the spirit of life is inside of me. What are you going to say? What are you going to do? Well, we're doomed. We'll never make it. You have an idiot leading, and we'll never get there. Or are you going to say, hey, God, you're in charge, man. I'm, I'm, at, at least I know you're coming back to get me. I'm not going to get left with a bunch of fools. I'm out of here. Thank you for that, Lord. Right? Okay, so Romans 8, 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh, and those who live according to the Spirit set their mind on the things of the Spirit. So then whatever you're thinking about is who you've been listening to. It's the reason why we have Freedom Prayer. It's a program around here we push, we push so much freedom to, for people to go to Freedom Prayer. Because this simple knowledge I'm giving you this morning, most people don't use it. And so they sit around and let the devil torment them and talk to them so much until they begin to believe that what the devil said is more true than what God's word said more true. And then you begin to live a lifestyle like that. And they begin to live in that world and live in that world and live in that world. And then it affects their body. Stress affects their body. Everything affects their body because they're living in the world of listening to the devil. Well, why would it? He wants to kill you. Listen to me. The devil is never going to be nice to you. He wants to kill you. The devil will use you. Have you all noticed even politicians? You notice how many politicians in the last few years, like they rise up to be the big, you know, the big flag waver for this person, and then they do something wrong, and they're out of there, right? There's no mercy. They have no mercy. Politicians have no mercy. You watch, oh, uh, Kumo, man, that boy, I don't, he got the wrong ones mad, and that boy's going down, right? It just happens. And we look at that and say, yeah, well, folks, that's just a sign of the devil, that's the way the devil does it. This is just, it's, it's just call it what it is. It's just demonic. That's the way the devil wants to do. He wants to destroy you. He wants to put you down. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy businesses. 
The devil loved the, 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 the COVID virus. He loved the whole situation. He loved to see uh, businesses destroyed. He loved to see people going around in bondages to, to bondages to everything. Bondages to hand sanitizer. Bondages to everything. Fearful, looking at your body all the time, wondering if something got you. That's what he wants to do. He wants to torment you. He wants to keep you away from the things of God. It's what you're setting your mind on. It's what you're setting your mind on. You say, well, Pastor, you don't understand. You know, this is true. Listen, I, I can't figure it all out for you. And I, I don't know what's going on, everything in your whole life. I can't, I can't sit here. That's not my job. I, 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 this, but the Holy Spirit knows. And if you spend time with him, you know, he's going to tell you what to do. And he'll show you what needs to go on. He'll show you this and that and the other. I remember years ago, and God bless him, you know, uh, uh, I'm not trying to say anything about it, but I used to drink instant iced tea. I used to drink it all the time. And we grew up drinking instant iced tea. This man make me a big old deal of instant iced tea, stir it up, get that old foam on top of it. Boy, I just love that stuff. Just nasty, you know? And, and, I, and I got into having some stomach problems, and my stomach hurt all the time. And I also love to eat a piece of bread, take a piece of bread, uh, toast it, put peanut butter all over it, and bananas. I just love that. And I'd eat that. And then one day the Holy Spirit, man, I was praying, praying, praying. I said, Lord, man, my stomach hurt all the time. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And he just said, stop drinking that tea and quit eating that combination that you're putting on that piece of bread. And I said, well, that's ridiculous. I like it. So then I became rebellious. And I said, why don't you just heal me? So I can't drink the iced tea and eat that what I want to on the bananas on top of the peanut butter. And he said, you just keep on walking, see what happens. So finally I got down to where my stomach hurt so much all the time. So finally I said, I want to quit it. So I quit it and just went away. No problems anymore. But see, the Holy Spirit told me he had this big wrestling match. I just wanted to eat it. I still want to eat that. I want to eat. I, I, I still want to eat, you know, a double meat cheeseburger and fries and not think it's going to hurt me with jalapenos all over it. But that left when I was 40. It's just insanity. It's suicide for me right now if I think I'm going to eat that. I mean, I have to want to, it's like, like I'm doing penance. I want to torture myself. Okay? It just don't work. I pray about it and pray about it. Say, God, you know, come on. Do something. It's like, yeah, change your diet, fool. <laughs> so then let me finish up with this. I could just keep going all day. Romans 8, 14. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. See, so being led by the Spirit of God makes you a son of God. Well, you start acting like a son. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by where we cry, Abba, Father. For the spirit himself bears witness of our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, join heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we also may be glorified together. Okay? You have to quit listening to the voice of the enemy. You've got to call it what it is. Well, I'm just kind of high-strung, Pastor. No, you're listening to the voice of the devil. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, it's the voice of the devil. Now, can you imagine if you physically, with your eyes, could see demons? And one of them just nasty. I mean, we always assume they're nasty. So I just like to say that. But some nasty, slimy, ugly, foul devil comes up and starts talking to you, and you can literally see it, you wouldn't give him the time of day. But because it's in the spiritual realm... He's still there, and we're going to listen to him. Well, folks, I'm telling you, well, we're not. I'm telling you what, we're going to raise up a church here that does not listen to the voice of the enemy. 
that we're going to walk in the things of God. We're going to believe the word of God is true. We're going to hang on to the word that God said. We're going to be led by the spirit because we're going to walk in the spirit. We're not going to walk in the things of the flesh. We're not going to listen to that enemy. And we're going to go out there and we're going to be victorious. And I'm telling you, whatever you need, whatever you have need of in life, God is going to supply because God is with you. He is not. He is not lost, out of pocket, not able to help you. God is right there because you are his child, because you are and have the ability to say, Abba, Father, 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 Daddy, Daddy. Huh? And then you know that on the inside of you because the Spirit of God on the inside of you is bearing witness with the Holy Spirit that you're a child of God. And then it says that then you become an heir and a joint heir with Christ. Of all the, all the verses that I, I read in the Bible that cause me to say, whoa, is that one. Because I, don't, I, I just feel like if I just get to heaven and get through the door, you know, and St. Peter doesn't shut it right quick and I get to slip in. Or if it's like it's closing and I just kind of can step in oof, just right there before the door shuts. I made it. Glory to God. I'll be happy. Much less being a joint heir with Christ being being that joint heir means that you got the same portion he did. And that's mind boggling to me because I didn't go to the cross and I wouldn't have. I'm sorry. As soon as they pulled up the whip, I said, "Okay, boys, that's all right. Yeah. I didn't say, angels, get me out of here. But he did. So I just want to tell everyone out there watching, everyone in here, listen to me. This relationship with Jesus on this Pentecost Sunday is the greatest thing in the world. It's the greatest thing in the world. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, if you've never made him the Lord of your life, man, why are you sitting out there being a useful fool? Why are you sitting out there denying Christ? Why are you out there trying to stand up and not listen to anybody? Why are you feeling, fulfilling what is the qualifications of a fool? Well, don't be foolish. Be wise. Ask Jesus to come into your life. Turn to him and say, Lord, I want you in my life more than ever, ever before. And watch what he does for you. Amen. So put your Bibles up and stand up if you would. Can I have my prayer team come down? If I offended you, that was not my intention. My intention is to make you wake up and open up your eyes. Jesus died for you. He loves you. And he wants us to, wants us to be victorious. Amen. So everybody say I'm an overcomer. Everybody say I'm more than a conqueror. Everybody say I hear the voice of my God. I don't listen to devils. Now, I want that image in your mind, just like when I walk out the house and the cats run. I want you to I want that image imprinted in your mind that every devil flees as soon as you get up in the morning, and wake up, Phew! man, they're leaving. They're running through the woods trying to get out of there. Amen. Because you are mighty and powerful. So let me bless you. Father, right now, I just declare right now in Jesus name. That Lord, we've come here today and you heard their other voices that these people are more than oh, they're they're they're. 
Lord, they're more than overcomers, they're more than conquerors. They're victorious through you. They're heirs and joint heirs of Christ Jesus because they've committed their lives to you. I declare, Lord, right now that they do not hear the voice of the enemy. They're not going to listen to him. They're going to give the devil no place, but they're going to walk in the things of God. They're going to listen to you and going to be led by the spirit. That's our desire. That's our, our, our total desire, Lord God, is to walk with you. And so, Lord, bless them. Bless them this day. I declare, devil, you lost them. I declare you like them cats, you might as well be running from their houses because the mighty ones have woken up. I declare, Lord God, that they run every devil and hell off their property and send it right back to where you belong, in the pit. And so, Lord, I praise you for that. Bless them this day, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you, church.